motherfuckers! We're gonna wake the dogs up. Welcome to Fridays at Five, <laughs> TNT, the podcast. Uh, I'm the hundredth episode. One hundred. I can tell you right now. It isn't gonna be lively on this end. It's not. It's. It might be one-sided a little bit. I don't even know. We'll this see. Is your show today. It might be. Somebody. Um, <sighs> I better put on my rally the, cap. Yeah, somebody enjoyed the entertaining uh, singing of the... Uh, Jeff Bergen. Jeff Bergen, the... Elvis impersonator. No, he's a Elvis... What do they call him? Not Elvis impersonator, but tribute. Is that what they call him? Tribute artist. Tribute artist, yeah. Okay. Something. Why they, isn't he an impersonator? Well, they don't they use a term that's like... Spins it positively, like tribute artist, or I don't know. You know, something like that, where they're like... You oh, because impersonator is not a positive word? No, I, evidently. Who says you just now? Or no, like I've read the thing where they're like people. they refer to them as Elvis. Um, it's a tribute artist. band or tribute, whatever. Yeah, tribute, tribute, artist tribute artist or whatever. Artist. I don't know. Anyway, Jeff Bergen, we've seen him a bunch of times. You've seen him a really bunch of times. <laughs> uh, Nobody went, wants. I've seen him so many times that I have no friends left that want to go with me anymore. Yeah, except the people you have met. At the, the things, so and they all want to go. They all bought tickets last night, and I'm the only one that didn't. That I remember. Maybe I bought tickets. Fuck if I know. Uh, did I, guess, I buy tickets? Did I tell you? That? I, I have no idea. I have no idea. You either. told me the date it was. September. You just actually didn't even say that's the date. You just said randomly, September 23rd. <laughs> that's the text message I got, and I said, for what? <laughs> the next show. And like the next show. Oh my god. Okay. I'm like. We you need just sent me a date. To, we need to go there for other stuff. What are you doing now? How do I set the cruise control? Oh, I have no idea. Um, you gotta hang on off. You gotta push this button. That's the lane control. Um, not when I drive the car. It's not. This this yep, turns on off on off the lane button button. Okay. Anyway, we'll figure that out later. Yeah. Oh, here it is down here. Okay. I got it. Well, Trice is driving my car because I'm not capable of driving a car today. No motor vehicles. No motor vehicle skills. Yeah. I got it. I'm just, what you want to do is... That's great. But what you're going to want to do, if you fucking stop and listen to me for two seconds, is your, that. Turn, turn it so that it doesn't make you 700 yep. cars behind? Yeah. That's okay. the first thing I did. Okay, well, you have to turn it on and off every time the car turns on and off. Oh, okay. That's good to know. It's, a, it's annoying as shit. So, this is the 100th episode of Fridays at Five, the podcast with TNT. Yes, 100 episodes we've um, We started this come in November 2020. Do you remember that? that I don't, honestly. November don't. 2020. That was so long ago. Uh, it really was, you know, like... So many things happened. It was before COVID. Yeah, it Are was. You, you're making me nervous. Don't be nervous. I'm just trying to... I'm just looking at all the things that We're I need to do with it. on a bridge and you're not watching the road, I'm, so I'm you're fine. freaking I'm going out. 77, so it's not like I'm speeding much. We have all of the dogs in the car. Yeah, we're headed to do some, um... Final clean-out of my parents' house. Yep. My childhood home. Your childhood home. Boy, if this just doesn't segue you right into where you need to go, right? Yeah, so the 100th episode is dedicated to the family story that we've not told 
the entire time we've done this show, what we've hinted at we've all, all the time. We've alluded to it. We've, we've talked around it. We've yep. danced around it. I had to get to a place where I feel like I'm going to be emotional already. Do you? Kind of. It's, it's, a, it's a tough one. Um, it's well, a big I'm, one. I'm a little worn out. Yeah, and everybody too. who knows us already knows this story. But for those of you that don't know us personally, um, this is... She dropped the bomb on me. Yeah. Baby. She, it's a bomb. So... How do we... How strap do we, in. How do we start? So this one time... <laughs> so first the earth cooled. And then the dinosaurs came. And then came. the dinosaurs came. <laughs> and then... Oh, I forget the rest of the speech. We'll have to watch that movie. Yeah. Airplane 1. We were talking about striptease last night. The movie? The movie. And Leah had never seen it. And so... I mean, only people who want to see Demi Moore get almost naked in it They they said I had a Demi Moore vibe going on last night. I was like, what? In striptease. And I was like, what? I mean, was she she trying to blackmail a uh, senator or... No, that I had a Demi Moore. I know. Exactly. Like, that's what she was doing in striptease. I'm I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Wasn't Gene Hackman a senator? I don't know who it was. Anyway. So... I know. Oh, no. Because you were Jack Reynolds. Oh, it is Burt Reynolds. It's Vaseline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he puts on a cowboy hat, cowboy boots, and he's got yeah, cowboy hat, cowboy Vaseline boots, all over his whole body. and bikini briefs. Yeah. <laughs> he's Burt Reynolds. What's uh, it's Vaseline? Yeah. Anyway, she's watching that movie right now for that's, the first time. That's really. I don't funny. feel like I looked like Demi Moore in striptease last night, well, but I am feeling a little skinny. Uh, well, she was pretty jacked in that. So. Do I look jacked? I'm not jacked enough. Uh, I mean. I don't know. So how so, do you segue into this story? Well, I feel like I'm going to start with... Why don't you point that at yourself? You're 2013. 2013. 2013. So so I, we have talked about how like I have a doctor in California, right? I feel like we have. Because yeah. I, was, uh, yeah. I was sick and blah, 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 all the things. So I still have this doctor in California. I go there, except for during COVID, I go there once a year because I have to physically go there once a year to see him. Otherwise, I have conference calls. And, um, in 2013, I was at the office one day at my parents' house. So our office used to be at my parents' house and it was a family business. Dad and I were in business together. Well, we we all three of us were. And this guy calls the home phone number, which is, was the office line and, and asks for my mother. Well, nobody ever asks for my mother. So it was just weird. And I said, call her, her cell phone. Um, yeah, I remember and, that. Yeah, I said, yep. call her cell phone. And then, that was like like 10 in the morning or something. At 8 p.m., she calls me. And I lived across the street from them at the time. 8 p.m., she calls me. And she's like, can I come over? And I said, sure. So she comes over. And she's acting all weird. And she um, stands up. And she sits down. And she's like, do I tell her? Do I not tell her? Do I tell her? Do I not tell her? She does that two or three times. I was like, what is the matter with you? So she's a crazy person. <laughs> She's what? Well, just had her inner dialogue that's coming out of her mouth. Yeah. What What is happening with you? And so she sits down and she says, the reason why... Oh, it's June 16th, too. I miss it. I know. The reason why June 16th means something to me is because I had a baby and I gave her up for adoption. Your mom's saying this. My mother, yeah. Yep. And she says, um, she found me today. So this guy that had called was a search angel is what they call him and was calling on behalf of my half sister 
in California, who just happens to be in California, to see if mom wanted to talk to her. So, turns out I have a half-sister who is however many years older than me, nine years older than me or something, in California. Right. But, so that was, that was 2013. And it wasn't until 2016, I think, that you and I did 23 and Me. I don't remember. No, it wasn't that long after, was it? I should have brought that master timeline, damn it. I think it was 2016. Well, either way, because of that, and also the fact that I'm adopted, as most of everybody in this show knows, we decided to do 23 and Me. Yeah. So. Because, you know, when that happens, part of you thinks, like, eh, is she really related to me? Like, you just, you, part of you just doesn't believe it. So we do the 23 and Me, and it shows yeah. up she's my half-sister, and blah, 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 we go about our merry way. Well, I'm 48 now, so when I was 43, um, it's been five years, are you okay over there? Yep. Um, it's been five years. That would have been 2018, roughly? Should have brought the master timeline, that's why I wanted it. Yeah. We... Mom and mom and dad bought DNA 23andMe kits for, for them to do also. Yep. But mom refused to do hers, so she's never done hers. But dad did his. And the test results came back, and they said, and they said, uh, they like six weeks later, they say, they send a letter, and they're like, here's another kit. You'll have to do it again. The test results didn't work. So I'm standing in the office, and I was like, dad, here's, you got to do the kit again. <laughs> it didn't work. And he says to me, what happens if it comes back that I'm not your father? And I just kind of looked at him and I laughed and I was like, oh, well, we'll just deal with that when the time comes. Like a joke is our daily banter. This is the kind of conversations that we would have, just stupid whatever, and make jokes and laugh. Yep. But what happened was the DNA test results came back that he was not my biological father. So what? I want you to point that at yourself so you can be heard. Oh, I can be. I'm loud. So, so, so that happened, but, um, what, what gets better is who my biological father is. So let's travel back in time to like, what did we decide? 1967, 1970, 1968? Well, you weren't born until... No, I wasn't even in the picture yet. Yeah. Mom and dad, I don't even know. They must have been married. I don't even know if they were married. I don't know. Either way. So my dad works for a music store. Before the real estate gig, he works for a music store. Like, basically after the Navy and all through the 60s yep. until <clears throat> the 60s and 70s. Boy, he must have done that for a long time. And he had a bunch of friends and a bunch of partners. So my mom's brother, my uncle, was in Gary Puckett and the Union Gap for a couple years. So he's a musician. And if you all know that band from the 60s, and you would recognize some of those songs. Um, and so he was part of the music store, dad and the owner of the music store. And then they had another guy that was a little bit younger that worked there. So there were basically like four main characters, right? Dad, uncle, um, the owner, and then the other guy. And there was like a secretary or something. And they were telling us, dad always used to tell us a story about, this is where I want you to chime in, about they were at a conference. Oh. We thought it was Vegas. Turns out it was in Chicago. Chicago. 
a music conference. Music and blues because they festival. Because were, they, were, um, yep. they were a licensee to sell Gibson guitars. Gibson guitars. And Hammond B3 organs, yep. which I fucking love. And I'm going to have, I'm going to have one. Okay. Let's just get it together. We're going to have one. Um, so you want to tell the story? I do. Yeah. Because I'm struggling. So they're at this music festival. The, um, one of the, one of their main guys says, Hey, we're going to go up to this suite. There's a bunch of guys just going to jam, hang out, have some drinks, whatever. They go to the suite. They get into the room. They grab some drinks. They sit, they realize the guys that are jamming (laughs) are all really fucking famous. It is BB King, BB King, Uh, Les Paul, Les Paul Gibson, Chet Atkins, Chet Atkins, uh, buddy Guy. Buddy Guy. And Wes Montgomery. Wes Montgomery. You got them all right. That's it, right? I kept thinking Booker T and MGs, and I was like, that's not right. <laughs> no, but I would have fucking loved that. So, five guys who are all... They're like, dude, either, you got to come up to this it, room as a jam session. It's and not walk Stevie in, Ray Vaughan, but they're all incredible. I mean, obviously, like, top of their game. BB King. Mean, yeah. Les Paul Gibson. You could just end it right there. That'd be fine. Yes. I've seen Chet Atkins, actually... And uh, I had no idea who he was. And a friend was like, we're going to go see Chet, At- Chet Atkins when we were in New Orleans, actually. And I was like, okay. And I'm just drinking at the bar. And all of a sudden, I was like, uh, this is amazing. What the fuck is happening? Like, like they didn't know. They're like, you didn't know who this was? And I was like, I have no idea. They're like, yeah, this guy's famous. I'm like, no shit. So Les Paul Gibson Les Paul. Just gave. Les Paul. His name. Not Gibson. Les Paul. Oh, I, I always say that. Yeah. I don't know why. Les Paul gave my father a Gibson belt buckle. Yep. That I have in a very safe place. Yeah. So, you know, they 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 got the opportunity to party and hang out with some of big you know, time. I and, mean, like and these guys were together all the time. Your your dad's oh, crew guys back like, in the day. They're together all the time. So, getting into the story about so the, who could be your father. So the traveling companion business partner, one of his best friends, I grew up with their kids until they moved away, is my biological father. Yeah. We're not going to name any names, obviously, because we don't, we try not to do that in this show anyway, but Except for I said the irony is that your dad's, one of your dad's closest friends is actually your biological father. Is my biological father. Yeah. So. So let's fast forward to the back to when you found out and you talked to your dad and your mom about it. Yeah, what do you want me to say about that? So, your dad was really, and you did it in, He's during, actually in the, the one that when I was not there. You were, yeah. You, so, we had a really good day that day, and then I came back up to have dinner with them. Right. And then I dropped the bomb, and. And your mom lost her shit. She didn't handle that real well. She didn't handle it well. And, uh, and dad is the one that told me who, who it would be. He said it was one of two people. Yeah. yeah, and uh, and so I was like, okay, wow, because we used to, mom and dad and I, and did you ever do that with us? We used to get call, drunk around call Christmas him. Yeah, and yeah, call, call, twice I've call him. him. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. I wish I could remember those conversations. You yeah. know? We would call him and wish him happy birthday because his birthday was around Christmas. It, it really, the, the two that I've been involved with, you and your dad were both, both obviously very drunk. <laughs> And your mom and I would end up just kind of sitting there with you guys. And I, it wasn't that I wasn't drinking. It was just you guys were on another level. But it, the conversations were always really simple. 
really... How you doing? Yep, Happy birthday. Short, small talky kind of things. Staying alive. Yep, yep, all the things. And, th- and that was really it, you know, and... Um, well, and, and in so. between me finding out, me getting dad's... So, so back up for just a second. Dad wanted me to have control of the 23 and me. You yep. just do it. I don't want to be involved. Right. So I... I'm the one that got the results. Yep. That. <laughs> yeah, so you knew. When you try to search somebody who's not related to you at all, it basically says you share 0% DNA yes. with this person. Yeah. And um, I sat on that information for about a month, month and a half, right? It was a while. Yeah. Because I went to see my psychic friend. Yep. And we had a bunch of good talks about it, obviously. Oh, and Yeah, your dad was great about it, honestly. And look, I, I don't want to frame this like we're talking bad about your mom because she didn't handle it well you guys since then have not like had the same kind of relationship obviously um or anything like that because i want to i want people to understand this isn't the only sort of extramarital thing going on in your parents relationship well that's Uh, really their story to tell anyway yeah we're not airing things out right however let's be clear like we're not just casting wrong. We're casting. Oh, sorry, your mom Sounds. out um, because your your dad had stuff too, and it's just not a part of your story right now that we're telling. Right, right. and also the, the other thing that I kind of wanted to make sure that I added to this is this is my story to tell, and yeah. and I I certainly feel that there will be judgment on by whoever. Yeah, for sure. For I just for telling it the way we're telling it. Yeah, and Everything. I had I really wanted to have this like all organized and whatever, but I'm just I just want to record this and get it out and be done. So we part want, of what yeah, I was really working on with hundred... the writing project was writing my story. Yeah, but we did it as a yep as a teleplay, right? Instead of memoir. So I'm still going to write the memoir. I'm actually still working on it. I did a little bit today or this week, but um, you know that could be could be done six months that could be done in six years i mean who knows yeah right right yeah so <clears throat> i mean when you tell a full story in a memoir you can you can go backwards and you can give all the context you want and you can oh i'll write you can tell the, the story of all the things with your parents just so people understand that when you tell the story of this you're not you're not judging you're not judging your mom you're not judging your dad yeah. you're just saying this is what happened. This is the, the actual event. And the point and is, is in the grand scheme of things, the point is I am fine with telling the story. One, I don't want to wear it like I'm a, like I'm a fucking clo- skeleton in a closet. Like yep. I don't want to feel like I have to hide what I'm living anymore at all. I did yeah. for a long time because, because nobody knew. But, but more and more people are, are know now. Yeah. And so that, but also I want it to help other people that yeah. are similar situations or just to understand like the reason why I am a certain way and my anxiety has gone through the roof over the past few years is because of dealing with all of this stuff. Yeah, even telling it right now, it's weird because... Um, I feel a little emotionally removed from that part of the story because yeah. so much happened afterward. Yes. And since. Yes, no doubt. I mean, I'm, 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 all the bad stuff you've been dealing with has happened since that moment. 
um, that was sort of the beginning of that moment. Yeah. Yeah. Like the half sister in California who's older than me, that was not even a big deal. I was like, cool, whatever. I really don't even remember caring that much. Like, I wasn't a, like, I wasn't offended or afraid or like, I just was like, okay, cool, whatever. It, yeah, no, <clears throat> I, I remember maybe that more than you do, but. Probably, because um, I had so many other things happen after yeah. that. I, I, no, I remember it being a big deal. And I remember you being a very, very excited, not, not Excited is not the right word. You were very interested in. You were already going to California, so yeah. So then we went. We went out. And yeah, you her. went out, and then you guys and you, you and your mom, you saw her. Um, but you were already the two of you were already planning to go to California anyway. So, um, so it just sort of lined up that way. But I remember you guys being excited and nervous and anxious about it. But I don't ever remember you being any sort of way about it or anything like that. And. And then it got kind of weird, obviously, after that a little bit um, in your family because of it. And then, and then it got to a place where you guys were all sort of in different places with it. So yeah, yeah. So, so it was about well, I was forty-four when I did Ancestry.com. So it was about a year and a half later, I think. Couldn't have been that far. It it was. I can't really remember now, and I have the timeline written down somewhere, but I know that I was 44 mm. when I did Ancestry.com, and I kept thinking, like, well, let's just, on the off chance that the biological is on there, I, I'm, I'll never know if I don't do it. So I did it. And guess what? My half-siblings from my biological father's side happened to have bought him an Ancestry.com kit for like his birthday or Christmas or something and he happened to do it and he happened to be on Ancestry.com. So I had confirmation that what the information that dad gave me was accurate. That, yeah, one of the two people, that it was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we kind of already knew that because of the timeline, because of their timeline. Sorry, road construction. The yep. timeline that dad gave me. Yep. He was like, it's got to be this one. So, but, but I do want to tell this part because it's so hard to explain. Yeah. I tried to explain this to somebody the other day. So when I was logging in to Ancestry.com, I had not even bought the kit. I hadn't even entered my information yet. I, I had... I had, I guess as much as I've done, um, it's different now because we tried to look it up the other day, me and I don't even remember who it was, somebody. I had, I was entering the address. So you got to enter the address and then you'll enter your credit card number and then you'll order the kit. Well, I had gotten like three numbers of our address entered and in the, what do you call that? A home screen? What do you call the... Yep, probably like a home screen or like the, the home login screen. screen. Well, it's yep. like the, the background screen. There's a little bubble in the upper left corner that had my biological father's name in it. And then I stopped what I was doing. I took a picture of it. I walked away from my computer. I called you. I called two other people and I said, do this for me. Go log on to Ancestry.com and tell me what you see. And you guys all said that this little corner screen was white. There was no bubble there. Right. It's so hard to explain for people to understand. I've got to figure it out was, a way to tell the story. Yeah, this but, is the part that spooks you out the most about the whole process because you were like... I had not entered anything. And now yeah. I'm not a religious person and I had didn't really believe in like stuff. 
but there is no way at all to explain this yep. unless it was some kind of a message from some kind of yeah, somewhere you, else. You took a screenshot of it and then you also saved it. Didn't oh, do anything with the screen so that I, I could see it. You could come home from work and I could prove to you what just happened. Yep. And? I mean, I'm even, seeing it. Even you like, were like, no, no, it's this whatever. And I was like, no, no, I haven't even given them my information yet. How would they know who my biological father is? I haven't even ordered the kit. I thought you had done already done the kit, but you hadn't set up on it. I hadn't even ordered the kit yet. Yeah. It was day one of clicking on, it was the day I just like, I'm just going to order the kit. It's just crazy. It just yeah. doesn't make any sense. There's no explanation for it at all. Yeah. So, so there I, you go. I found that out. And I guess that would be 2020. 2020. Yeah, it would have had to have been a year and a half later or something. Because Father's Day. 2020? Oh, and today's Father's Day, too. Well, isn't this just fucking wrapping itself up in a pretty little bow? Yeah. Um, Father's Day of 2020, I sent him a message through Ancestry.com, and I was like, hey... It's a little unconventional, but happy Father's Day. And July 5th, he responded with, I don't know what to say. And I was like, you don't have to say anything. And we had two or three, you know, like July, October, November, December of 2020 conversations. And then I never heard from him again. Yep. But not because he just ignored me, simply because he was sick. So, we started this podcast in November 2020, right in the middle of all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the dads got sick. Both yep. dads, the biological father and the dad I grew up with. Your dad. Yeah, my dad that I grew up with and my biological father both got sick and they both died within 11 days of each other. So... yeah. So it's pretty tough because we had all the things to deal with of them being sick and being sick during COVID and all the craziness around trying to be with them. You know, yeah, there are parts dad. of that I'm going to save for the memoir. Yeah, be with your dad at the end and um, and then finding out that your biological dad had also passed away and the, op- the, the lack of opportunity... Um, yeah, sort of and, not being there anymore because you didn't know he was sick. And, and remember, um, I was like, we've got to go to Vegas. I'm going to, he lived in Vegas. We've got to go. I'm going to, I'm going to run out of time. I kept saying I'm going to run out of time. And that was, you know, the year before. Yeah. I just knew it. Yeah. I just fucking knew it. Yeah. Somehow I mean, or another. Neither one of them were, uh, you know. They were both very similar. Healthy guys. They were very similar. They weren't super healthy guys, and uh, lifestyle choices. Yeah, and and um, but they also, you know, you know, they had camaraderie and friendship and with each other, and uh, so with, I with hadn't others. seen. So. I hadn't seen the half siblings, which you know, as far as we knew, they were just family friends when we were kids. Right. But I hadn't seen them right. since since. The very first year of Bill Snyder football. It might have even still been Stan Parrish. 
but they came up to go to a football game. We went down on the field because we had a family friend that played 90, for K State. 89, 90, 91 time period. Yeah. It was, it would have been Stan Parrish or Snyder's first year, probably. So 89, 90. Um, and that was the last time that I saw them. But <laughs> this is just so good. And this makes me think about the screenplay so much because so, so much of the stuff is in, or it is in the screenplay. But in 2000, I think we decided it was 2007, my cousin was getting married and we did a bachelorette party for her and we went to Vegas. And my mom kept seeing, you need to go, kept saying, you need to go see him while you're out there. So we're like, okay, fine. He was selling exotic cars at... As a Caesar's Palace, I think, at the time. And so we went to Vegas. We went to go to to say, say hi to him. And there was this gigantic bodyguard, like security guard. I mean, he was huge. Big, huge. He looked like Lupin. Remember the show Lupin? Yeah, yeah. That's what he looked like. like Except huge. Lupin wasn't... Oh, he's tall and yeah. big. And, and Yeah, Lupin's tall and big, but you're talking about a guy who's also... A security guard or whatever. Really big. Beyond that. Muscular. This, this, yeah. I just remember him being ginormous. And and so it's it's like four girls. Two of them are really tall and me and the short other short girl. And we're probably in bikinis. Who the hell knows? And we're walking in to try to go into this fan. I mean, there was like a Lamborghini in the inside and a motorcycle with a Louis Vuitton seat and like all this stuff. And I was like, just tell him, just tell him Tana's here. And he's like, whatever. And then he comes down the stairs. So I so I saw him in 2007, just on a random fluke trip, just to say hi to an old family friend. Again, wish I remembered more of that conversation. But who knew that that was going to be like the last time that I saw him? Yeah. In 2007. You just don't even know what happens today. It ends up where it ends up in like 15 or 20 years. Yeah, the thing I think that you want to take... When people take away from this is um, this happens everywhere, all over the place. Um, you know the stories of people that are adopted, yeah, like me. You know people that are in situations like you are everywhere, and that it's while it's crazy, it's not like it's not normal. It happens it's so common now. So common. Especially back in the day when everybody was like... It was the uh, 70s, right? Well, and like, yeah, people that grew up in the 40s and 50s and 60s. And then the 70s, you're like... You know, like, they, the access to things of any kind was not nearly as easy as it is now. Like, you know, people could... You know, they you just... You mean like because there weren't DNA tests and there wasn't the DNA, internet? And DNA tests, the internet. Finding people or whatever. You know, um, contraception, every, <laughs> all the things, right? And Marriage. Oh, uh, wow. You know, so. I know she's trying to sneak up here. Yeah, I know she is. The little baby. So, uh, anyway. Well, just because it's common doesn't make it any, you know, I mean, I, it's, still a, it's still fucking painful. Yeah. I, I lived my whole life for my parents. And I lived across the street, and I worked in the office every single day. And Built a business because together. of because of this, and then some that we haven't even got to yet. I didn't have basically any relationship with them for the past however many years. Right, a couple of three or four years. Or right. Whatever. I, I guess my point is, it's it's always hard. Um, 
but you're not the only one. No. And I think a lot of the trap of the feeling of this is, is that you're, you're alone and no one in the world knows what you're feeling when the truth of the matter is there are thousands of people, hundreds of thousands of people out there. groups for people in these situations. Yeah. Like, I think I watched a documentary about it even. Can't remember what that documentary was called. Yeah, I mean, between people like me that are adopted and people like you that find out something like this, there are... Or people that, like, never knew who their biological father was. Right. I mean, we always, you know, know, the very first thing that Dad said to me that night was, when I told him, was, uh, well, it was always a joke when you came out not looking like your sister. Whose kid were you? Like, again, this is the kind of laughing and joking that we we did. She's still in. I know. She's okay. Um... Pause. Time out. Yeah. Pause. We're taking a break. <laughs>